Back to another edition of the Goofs and Gambles podcast. My name is Joe Polti, joined always by my cohort, Mr. Jordan Collins. Joko, are we riding high today after light, last night's thrilling uh, victory? You know, it's a good day when you wake up after a night of celebrating drinking and you're not even hungover. You wake up early, you go outside, sun shining a little bit brighter than normal, grass is greener. Just had my first pumpkin spice cold brew. That's amazing. A lot of things are going well. I could not wake up in a better mood. Yes, uh, DJ Moore won us all lots and lots and lots of money. Uh, and most importantly, in my uh, nine or ten fantasy leagues, did not play him in any. I mean, it's, it's just a fantastic feeling when you see someone. Yeah, I, <laughs> I marked myself and... safe from the uh, DJ Moore fantasy rack. <laughs> Uh, and the team that you really want to lose is the one that's playing against them. There's just no better feeling uh, for a Thursday night game. Um, yeah, kind of a, a not a surprise, I guess a, a surprise the way it happened. And also for me, like I watched almost the entire game. I don't understand what the Commanders were doing in the fourth quarter. It was once the game was out of reach which was like, you know, a 20-point game with still four minutes left. They had not one but two drives where they had everybody out there, and they were just slagging it. Uh, all the garbage time points you needed, uh, you could get. Uh, as a uh, Sam Howell fantasy owner, I really appreciated it, but I could tell the language, the body language of some of the players, like Terry McLaurin, did not look interested in being out there. Uh, and that's something I have not seen really in the NFL before. Yeah, it was actually pretty weird because, uh, I mean, it definitely helped me in a couple prize picks. I got my Sam Howell pass attempts overs hit just because of the last couple drives of just slinging it out there. Uh, yeah, no, great time. Overall, just a good fantasy day. I think I had the over 44. Well, it was just a f for the first time in a while, I had fun watching Thursday Night Football. Now, granted, it is my team, so there's that. Now, I'll be, I'll be honest, I, as someone who, you know has watched a few painful Bears games over the last few years. I was not interested until it started. And then I was like, oh, this team's actually kind of fun. This could be a frisky team if they were, well, better coached and maybe had a, a, a better line. Um, yeah, I, I mean, it, it's almost making a case, do we keep Justin Fields next year or do we still go with the Caleb Williams? I don't know. The team that I saw... The team that I saw last night is going to win three or four games this year, for sure. I cannot That's... say the same about the Panthers or the Cardinals. I've I also think three heard... or four wins is just good enough to get the first pick in the draft. I don't know. I mean, Sean Payton is smart enough. He just signed, what, a 10-year contract that if the Broncos keep losing... Why would they? What's the point? You know, what's the point of going finishing four and thirteen when you could finish two and fifteen and lock up the number one pick? Uh, I've heard the Vikings. Also, if things keep going bad, uh, there's a lot of uh, believers out there that they would do that. Patriots certainly aren't above it, right? They're not looking good, and don't. Don't count out the New York Giants. There's quite a few uh, quote-unquote bad teams right now, and I would rather be the Bears than the Giants. Would you? 
I mean, yes. I also think we came off an emotional loss before a game. I don't think we'll ever see the Bears play that well again. Hmm. Okay. Do you know who they play next week? We play... Is it bye week? Oh, okay. Give me two seconds. Okay. I, I'm just double-checking because I'll be... Oh, we play the Vikings next week. Then we play the Raiders. And then we got Chargers on a Sunday night, which I will be boots on the ground for that one. Oh, that will be a fun one. Probably a high-scoring one, too. Um, exactly. Okay, cool. Well, all right. I guess we can get into the Sunday slate. The opening game is in London. The London Jaguars taking on the Buffalo Bills. Uh, Jaguars are getting five and a half here. Um are the Bills still motivated from that uh, weird uh, playoff loss that they had to the uh, Jaguars not too long ago? We think they come out extra frisky here. I would assume so. I mean, this is that one game a year where we get to hear Josh Allen hits Josh Allen. Uh, so that's going to be fun. Uh, yeah, but no, I think the Bills are pretty motivated. They just came off of a massive win against the Dolphins. I feel yep. like the one thing that I don't like is that the Jaguars never left London. They stayed out there from last week. And... I think there's a little bit of a difference of time traveling and stuff. I don't know. I feel like this one's a little weird. I would say I would take the Jags plus five and a half. I kind of like the over leaning... eight here. See, I was about to lean the under here because I really do feel like, yes, we saw a massive explosion last week of whatever 50 points they put up. I feel like the next week after that, they usually kind of lay an egg, which is fine. I mean, I think this will be a much closer game than expected. I know the Jaguars have been really bad as of late, but I I think this is just going to be a 27 to 10, 14 kind of game. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, if you like the under, then I think it definitely makes sense to take the points there. Uh, plus five and a half is not a bad spread. Um, maybe even do a little tease there, get it to like 11 and a half and uh, under 54, and then you feel even better. Um, definitely an option for you. Um, okay, next up, we got the Houston Texans, uh, red hot and kind of America's team right now, weirdly, uh, going to Atlanta, playing the Falcons. Falcons are minus one and a half favorites. What do you got? This one's kind of gross because I I do like both teams, but I will probably lay the points with the Falcons minus one and a half. Reason why, I think we're finally going to figure something out on offense. Uh, Just hand Bijan the ball every single play. He's going to do something pretty magical. I also think this might be the game where we take out Desmond Ritter and we put in Taylor Heineke. That would be spicy. I, I think we... I think we have a halftime change. Falcons kind of keep it close and take the lead with Taylor Heineke with a fourth quarter comeback. Uh, I do really like CJ Stroud, though. I think he might be the best quarterback of the the draft, as I predicted in our NFL draft preview. Just want to bring that up. Uh, trying to look at some props for that because he has been slinging the rock quite a bit. I do like his over one and a half touchdowns. That's at minus 104 on my book. He's hit that he's hit that two touchdown mark three out of his four games. 
And then um, yeah. I also think that the over 250 and a half passing yards for him, he's hit that also three out of the four games he started here. So he's on an actual three-game streak, too. I don't think the uh, Falcons' pass defense is all that magical or great. So I really do like those two uh, props there for C.J. Stroud. Yeah, um, I like the Tank Dell and Robert Woods um, receiving overs in this game. Both of them are 41 and a half. Um, very attainable. Um, Nico Collins is you know closer to 60, so that's why I lean towards the other two. Um, Bichon's 29 and a half receiving, which feels like he would should in theory get. I don't know. That might be a, a little trap one there, but he, and I watch a lot of Bichon games. He doesn't get a lot of dump off passes like we think. He really does just run the just run the rock through people's faces, jukes them and fucking yeah. out of their shoes. He's not necessarily a big pass guy, I think. Let me just double-check that before I sound dumb. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. Yeah, that's just what I got for that first one there. Um, all right, next up, we got the Panthers at the Lions. While you check that out. Uh, Lions minus 10. Man, I can't remember the last time the Lions were favored by 10 against anyone. Um, at home, defense is playing great. Panthers are just kind of getting by. Uh, 0-4. Over under 44 in this game. Um, I guess, what do you like? Um, We're on the Lions, right? I sort of lean the under just because I don't think the Panthers is going to score that much. I like the under 44. That'd probably be my main play there. I do expect the Lions, of course, to run up the score, maybe get into the 30s. But I can't really see the Panthers scoring more than 10. Let's just say that. Um, okay. I don't like it, but I will probably take the Lions minus 10. I'm not probably going to bet that at all, actually. I'm probably just going to stay away and stick with the under. Yeah, uh, or like I said, uh, with that uh, first game there, you do like a six-point tease. You get Lions minus four and under 50, and you feel a little bit better about your chances. Um, For sure. Yeah, um, yeah. I don't really have much for that. Uh, Bryce Young just has not looked good so far, and the Lions D has actually, weirdly, knock on wood, been very good so far. Um, you know, they just dominated the Packers last week. So, um, yeah, all just right. as heads up, uh, cautionary thing there mm-hmm. for the Lions betters. I think Amon Ross St. Brown did not practice yesterday. He may be limited today. He might be an injury by Sunday. So, heads up on that. Do not like the sound of that. Uh, okay. All right. Titans at the Colts. Colts are two and a half point underdogs at home. Um, I believe we do have Anthony Richardson for this one, right? He's back. He should, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Titans kind of up and down. Both of these teams are two and two and kind of really pretty similar. Um Anything special you got on this? I kind of like the over 43 here. Am I crazy? A, a little bit, just because we're talking about the Titans, where they score 14 and still win. Um, from what I understand, the Colts have basically dominated this this little divisional thing. I think they've won 19 of 23 games. Wow. Titans have the last... I mean. Titans have won five in a row. Let me forget. Let me rephrase that. But this has been a majority Colts 
thing here. I do like the Titans defense. I think they will be able to actually, every time I do this, they fuck me up. This Every time I bet against the Colts, I see Anthony Richardson running it in for three touchdowns in the first quarter. I normally would look at the team totals here, look at the Titans under, which I believe it's at 21 and a, or 23 and a half. So I'm sort of leaning the yeah. under there just because they're not a high-power offense. Yeah, the only thing that makes me nervous on that is because the Colts do score quite a bit in pretty quick way. The Titans will have the ball a little bit more. Ugh, I fucking hate this. Uh, give me, just as a simple kind of bet here, I'm kind of like talking and we're in circles here. Give me yeah, the Colts good. plus two and a half. Colts plus two and a half at home. It just makes sense. Take the divisional dog at home. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I th- I kind of with you on that. I'll probably take it up to three and a half there. Um, I do still like the over in this just because I think both secondaries are really bad. Um, I actually think that if you insert me in Anthony Richardson's or Ryan Tannehill's spot, I could at least score some. I'm not saying I would score 21 or 31. I could score at least 10. So these guys should be able to score at least, I don't know, in the 20s. Um, but we'll see. Um, all right, next up, a very, very weird matchup. Uh, the New York Giants, who somehow have won a game this year, against the uh, Miami Dolphins, who surprisingly lost uh, a game last week. Uh, Dolphins are minus 12.5 at home. Um, what do you got for this? Give me the Dolphins minus 12.5. I think historically... Just looking at big spreads, for example, the Chiefs against the Bears at minus 14. Uh, I know the Cardinals-Cowboys was a rough one, but like I think even last week, the 49ers minus 14. I think historically when you see a double-digit home favorite or uh, just a double-digit favorite in general, they typically cover. I think they, that's around an 80% against the spread point. So I do lean... I'm definitely taking the Dolphins minus 12. I think this is another one of those games where they will put up 70. Um, that Giants offensive line, pretty fucking horrendous. I, I, and it's one of those things, I don't even feel bad. Like, I don't know if you can blame Daniel Jones on the poor play. The guy literally has a second to two seconds to even get the ball and throw it, and it's just not po- plausible there. True. Yeah. Um, I'm looking here. Is there... And I'm trying to find an anytime Dolphins defense touchdown uh, line here, but I don't think they have it right now. But probably for first touchdown, maybe. First touchdown, Miami defense, 46 to 1. That's not crazy. <laughs> that is no, not crazy. Not. <laughs> not crazy at all. But that's time for a little sprinkle. There we go. Um, Something else I really like in this. Uh... And I know Dolphins don't have a, like a spectacular defense here. They're pretty middle of the pack, but I really do think the Giants under 17 and a half is a pretty good solid bet there. Just a solid value play. Have the Giants... Oh no. I just... I don't trust... I mean, I'm starting the Dolphins defense in both Fantasy and DraftKings this week, and yet I still don't trust them. Yeah. I just think they're going to get some sacks and possibly score. <laughs> um... But I think we are going to give up a few points just because so, we're still not healthy. 
They have only scored more than 17 points once this year. And that was the 31-28 game against the Cardinals. Uh, against the Cowboys, they put up zero. Against the 49ers, they put up 12. Quite, kind of impressive. Then against the Seahawks, they gave up, they put up three points. I am okay, sort of on this. If it's 42-7 to seven, midway through the third quarter, you don't see the Giants scoring some garbage time? No, because they didn't even do that against the Cowboys or the Seahawks. Okay. All right. Yeah, I'm with you. We'll do the under 17 and a half uh, on the G-Men. Uh, and then, obviously, take the Dolphins in this game. And probably, eh, no, I'll probably stay away from the over. But, um, okay. All right. Next up, we got the New Orleans Saints going into the New England. Uh, it is a pick em right now. Uh, kind of crazy. Saints offense has not looked great, but they did get Kamara back last week. Not that it really helped. Uh, and the Patriots are floundering, much to the chagrin of uh, Post Shalom, friend of the pod. So uh, what do you got on this one? I love the Patriots. Uh, I know I loved them last week. They did not love me back. <laughs> no, but I'm going to give them another chance here. I really do think that I think my most hated team this year like my, is the Saints. I think I have another question for you. Okay. How many times does a player have a season-ending injury but then come back the next week? I feel like Derek Carr does this once a week, or once a year at least. It does feel I like a lot more... so far this year just because I get so excited that we're going to get Jameis uh, in that offense, and then every single time I get disappointed. He's very Big Ben-ish, if anything, where Big Ben's like, oh, yeah, I, I, I'm the hurt. I'm always hurt. Probably shouldn't even be playing. Should yeah. be out for the whole year, but I'm going to keep playing football guy kind of mentality, which kind of a fucking douchey thing to say. I mean, just suck it up. Then if, if you're going to play, don't bitch about being hurt the entire time. Anyways, that's my thoughts on Derek Carr. I'm sick and tired of him and his eyeliner. Yeah, give me the Patriots uh, straight up. Money line plus one if you get it, because I think I have it as a pick on my mind as well. If you had lost a bet and the loser of the bet had to play one New England Patriot, in this fantasy game, in your fantasy lineup, which Patriot would you feel the best about playing? I don't feel good about any of them. Not the quarterback, not the running back, not the wide receivers. Not even Hunter Henry, really. Um, just kind of. I would say Hunter Henry, I do like. Yeah, I guess tight end is pretty, pretty shallow. Uh, so um, far this Kendrick year. Bourne has been decent. He's probably going to get around 40. I mean, he's getting around 40 yards a game. He had that um, decent game against the Eagles. Don't hate yeah. that. Rough. I think uh, I mean, possibly, this Patriots, especially if it gets to like a 13-3 to game and a half and Patriots are down, I think they are going to not only boo, but they are going to let Mac Jones have it. Um, could be. Maybe, maybe the beginning of the end of the Mac Jones era. Poor Mac and Cheese. So if you were to do a power ranking of that 2021 quarterback draft class, how would you do it? Um, all right, who's in it? It's um, Just as a reminder, it is Trevor Lawrence, Tua. number one. Yep. Nope. Trevor Lawrence, number one. Number two, Zach Wilson. Three, Trey Lance. Then we got, at the 15th pick, Justin Fields. 
And then Mac Jones, I think, oh, I'm sorry, the 11th pick, Justin Fields, 15th pick, Mac Jones. Yeah. Um, Well, Trey Lance doesn't play football anymore regularly. (laughs) Um, And Zach Wilson is Zach Wilson. Mac, I'd rather, ooh, I don't know. I would still rather have Mac Jones than than Wilson. Just because Mac Jones is somewhat tall. I just prefer my quarterbacks tall. I hate short quarterbacks. Um, but it's close. And you still go Trevor Lawrence over Fields right now. I think I, currently I mean, right now I have to agree with that. But I would really put it as Trevor Lawrence number one, Justin Fields two. Then yeah. potentially everything else sucks. Now I do want to have some honorable mentions from this 2021 draft class. We did get Kyle Trask in the 64th pick. So that's what the third round Kellen Mond to the Vikings and then Dougie Mills, our own favorite Texans quarterback of all time. And then of course, Mr. Irrelevant Brock Purdy. Yeah. Brock Purdy's probably number three. And some people I would be okay with, Taking number two on that list. Um, yeah. What a weird draft. Um, all right. Next up, we got the Ravens going into Pittsburgh. Nice little rivalry matchup. Pittsburgh's a four and a half point underdog at home. Uh, I'm sure there's some stats there about Mike Tomlin getting points at home. Uh, where are you leaning on this one? Uh, Mike Tomlin at home uh, as a dog, I think, is like 18 and two in his entire career. Um, which is kind of surprising. He's been a dog at home 20 times. Here's the way I'm looking at this. Here's the way I would play it. I would really lean the under 38. I think it's 37 and a half in some places. Under 38 sounds pretty good with me. I still don't trust the Ravens offense. I sure as shit don't trust the Mac uh, Canada offense. Under 38, it, it it seems pretty low and gross, but I think I'm going to have to ride that one. Uh, I think I'm just going to do the Steelers plus four and a half and hope that it's a classic Ravens win by a field goal game <laughs> because the Steelers offense is terrible. Um, Najee and uh, Jalen Warren are basically splitting carries because Najee is not good. And... Maybe Kenny Pickett isn't good either. Um, I do know that they did say he is going to play. He was looking a little shaky at the start of the week. Um, yeah, not really much to go by here. Maybe uh, look at some Mark Andrews props. Uh, let's see, receiving yards. He is 51. That's not terrible for Mark Andrews. Um, not at all, actually. Uh, yeah, and have... honestly, uh, he's, I think the Steelers have given up a pretty good amount of rush uh, receiving yards to tight ends, so I don't hate yeah. that. They're not ranked pretty high on the tight end side of things. Um, trying to look at other things in that game, because I just had it popped up. I sort of like Zay Flowers to get over his 45 and a half receiving yards. with you on that uh let me look at rushing yards real quick 
don't love anything there. If anything, um, sort of like Gus. Ah, eh, no, I, I take that back. I don't like the rushing yards. I don't think Gus Edwards can run on this line. I'm not sold on Lamar Jackson being the way he once was. Najee Harris is 48 rushing yards, and I think Jalen Warren's 29 and a half. If anything, I'd probably lean Jalen Warren just for funds, just to get yeah. over 30 rushing yards. Definitely durable for him. Um, okay. All right, next up, we got Joe Burrow and the ice-cold Cincinnati Bengals uh, going into the upstart uh, Arizona Cardinals. Josh Dobbs getting three points at home. Where are you leaning? I think it's insane that we are talking about a Bengals-Cardinals game and Cardinals are only three-point dogs. Agreed. I I think even with Kyler Murray starting, they would be a bigger dog at this point if this was last year. I'm just, But it is insane to see that. I'm leaning the Bengals minus three. Uh, a lot of the money is actually on the Cardinals. Just throwing that out there. 55% of the bets are on... Cardinals, almost 80% of the money's on the Cardinals. So I'm kind of wanting to go against the grain there. I'd probably yeah. lean. I like to I assume mean, you... that Joe Burrow's going to figure it out. I would like to assume that, but everything we've been hearing out of Cincinnati has not been good. It's like not just bad body language, but bad quotes. Bad, like, it's not like the receivers are like, oh, he's fine. You know, as he gets healthier, we'll get warmed up and we'll get, like, Everyone seems kind of down, and like they understand this is not going to be their year. Um, they were another one that people were like, "Why don't they just lose out and uh, draft Marvin Harrison, and then they don't have to pay T. Higgins, and they get Marvin Harrison Jr. Uh, on a uh, rookie contract?" Which I don't think you can actually make those kind of plans four games into a season, but if it starts going that way, you know, why not? Um, I don't know. I don't trust anything in this game. It's going to be one I avoid. Um, kind of a, a just a, a weird matchup. Yeah. Not a fun one to watch. I think there's better games to bet on this Sunday. Uh, sure. I do sort of like the under on Jamar Chase. I think he's pretty highly inflated over the last couple of weeks, and he's only had one time this season where he's gone over. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I could go for that. 39 yards, 39 yards week one, 31 yards week two, 141, so big boom there. Then 73 last week. I think his over-under is at like 82, 83. I wouldn't mind taking the under just to be a little kind of sharp there. Um, What else am I seeing here? I, yeah, over sort of still on the... Uh, receiving. And I don't see a line right now for Tyler Boyd, but if he is playing and healthy, then I would take the Tyler Boyd line. Um, yeah. Yeah, Ertz and, and Bold would be my choices for that. Maybe Mike, Michael Wilson um, is looking looking pretty good so far for the Cardinals. So we'll see if he can keep that up. Um, all right, Eagles at the Rams. Rams are getting four points at home. Uh, kind of a spicy little matchup here, right? Uh, we get Cooper Cup back. back. Yeah. We get to see uh, maybe another uh, second coming of the greatest show on turf with uh, Puka, Natua, Puka Nakua and uh, Tutu Atwell and Cooper Cup, all healthy-ish with a healthy-ish Stafford so far. Um, I mean, I can tell you right now, I like the Stafford over one and a half touchdown passes. 
What do you got on this? I don't necessarily like the Stafford over one and a half because even last week, what was it? I think Kyron Williams was the guy that basically got in the end zone twice and then they wrapped it up that way. I feel like that could happen again because that's sort of what how the commanders basically hung in there with the Eagles last week. Um, I am going to take the Rams plus four and a half at home. I feel like that's the smart play. Uh, something I'm kind of going to contradict myself here, like I've done on the show several times. Rams plus four and a half, but I do like the A.J. Brown over 76 and a half receiving yards. He's hit this quite a bit. He usually, he's going to do pretty well against his Rams defense in the secondary. Yeah. Um, I definitely don't mind that. Uh, I wouldn't mind. Oh, God, it's only 34 and a half. Interesting, dude. Definitely they don't some, like some... him anymore. I, I was I was noticing that too because I was trying to pull off a trade for him, and I was like, um, he doesn't really seem that important anymore to them. Did he fuck somebody's wife? I don't know why he's not getting any of the targets. It is insane. Like he went from like one of the most like targeted tight ends in the league to like not even getting looked at. I don't know. Uh, even Kyle Pitts is getting more targets than uh, than him right now. Yeah, that's it's not a good sign. Um, okay. Uh, anything else you got on this? Uh, over under fifty. Probably just staying away from that. Um, yeah, I'd probably also lean towards the Rams plus four. Yeah, that's pretty yeah, much. Rams uh, plus four. Give me another Iron Williams touchdown. He's gotten one out of the last. Three out of four games he's been in there except for one game. I think they'll continue to run it through him on the goal line area. So, yeah, I do like Kyron Williams a lot. Okay. Uh, next up in the uh, next version of the Caleb Williams Bowl, New York Jets going into Denver. Broncos are minus two and a half point favorites. Over under is 43 and a half here. Um, what do you got? I feel like we're having a weird jacked up line on this because of how well Zach Wilson played Sunday night against the Chiefs. I think that this should be more... A three and a half, four? I think this should be a closer spread game, yeah. It's kind of weird. I think the Broncos' defense is decent. It's probably incorrect. I'm taking the Broncos minus two and a half. I, I feel like there's a lot of a revenge narrative from the Jets with Nathaniel Hackett. I just think that Zach Wilson had the game of his life. I don't think he's going to be able to duplicate that back-to-back weeks. Yeah, I like the Broncos minus two and a half here. Um, I might even like that over 43. Um, I just don't see. Uh, the one thing I do think I like is the Brees Hall props. Let me see how many rushing yards he needs. 59 and a half. I still like Brees Hall to get 59 and a half. Um, I wonder if there's carries yet. Pass attempts. Nope. Yeah. Um, yeah, Brees Hall to get 90 yards rushing is plus 242 if you want to do like a ladder on that. Um, but I do like Brees Hall's props in this one. But otherwise, I will not be watching that game because both the Eagles, Rams, and our next game are just a little bit more enticing. Um, next, we yeah, got I have the Kansas a pretty, Chiefs. Here, real quick. I have a yeah. pretty decent prop here that I'm seeing. I might be a mistake on my book, so I'm going to just share it right now. 
Marvin Mims Jr., two and a half receptions. The over is at plus 180. I will probably take that. Yeah, for over two and a half receptions. So I'm taking that right now on my prop builder book. And it's what what do you have uh, as the line for that? Plus 180. Oh, yeah, nice. I only have plus 139 for mine, but it is over two and a half. Yeah, I'm taking that right now. So just heads up, I will be on that pretty high. I think he, yeah, I, I feel like he'll get three catches. He's been pretty close okay. around that two, two, three, two. Sorry, let's go to the next game. You're right. <laughs> um, all right, Kansas City Chiefs at the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, Patrick Mahomes going against Kirk Cousins, uh, who continues to build goodwill, every everything he touches, except for <laughs> his team's record. Uh, Vikings getting three and a half points at home, um, over under 52 and a half here. What do you got? Sorry, I got distracted. Can you talk about the game one more time? I think there's some breaking news I have to share once we're done with this pick. Uh, well, Vikings at home getting three and a half points against the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, Patrick Mahomes on a, uh, a fun little road game here. Fun four o'clock game is what I would call this. 52 and a half is the over under. I kind of like all of the Kirk props uh, on this because I just don't see them handing the ball off against uh, the Chiefs D line and Chris Jones. Uh, and yeah, this also might be a, a, a good game to. Put some money on uh, Kelsey, right? No Taylor Swift this time, so no distractions. Ooh, no uh, Taylor Swift? No Taylor Swift that I'm aware of. Um, although it well, would be funny if big. she showed up in Minnesota. <laughs> then they'd be like, okay, this <laughs> she is really whooped. Um, yeah, what do you so got? I will probably take the Chiefs minus three and a half. I just don't think the defense will be able to maintain... Um, I do like the over as well. I mean, Kirk, it, I don't really necessarily blame the, the Vikings offense. So I do think both sides can score the ball. I think over 50 seems exciting. That might be a little, just a little feeler bet out there on Sunday when I'm depending on how my noon games go. So yeah, I do like the over and agree with you on that. Trying to look at some props here. Uh, give me a Travis Kelsey touchdown since he didn't. He basically didn't uh, get in last week. And give me Pat Mahomes over two and a half touchdowns. I do like that. Plus 134 in my book. Um, Yeah. yeah. Uh, Anytime touchdowns at least. Kelsey is minus 167. It's not terrible. Justin Jefferson minus 126. Also not terrible. Um, yeah. Okay. Anything else you got on that one? No, I'll, I'll wait to see what's going on for the noon games and I'll probably hammer these a little bit more. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, next up, we got the Sunday night football game, Cowboys 49ers, uh, kind of a fun, a fun one. Uh, Cowboys getting three and a half points against the San Francisco 49ers. Uh, over under is 45. What do you got for this one? I feel gross. I'm probably taking a shower in a little bit. Um, I sort of like the Cowboys plus three and a half. I, I feel like everybody and their mothers on the 49ers right now. 
this is probably one of the more lopsided bets I've seen. So I do like that. I like going against that. Give me the plus three and a half. The other thing I do like is I also want to be on the under 45. Okay. Um, yeah, I kind of like the Cowboys plus three and a half as well. Um, I don't know about the over under. I just have no feel for if this is going to be a defensive battle or if it's going to be more of a shootout. Um, I like the Ayuk props, um, which I'm looking up right now to see what it actually is. Yeah, you beat is. me to it. Uh, I have an over under of Ayuk at 60. 58.5. Yeah, I think this Hammer. is a ladder bet right here, kind of like we did DJ Moore yesterday. I feel like this is yep. going to be another over. I potentially think he can get up to 100 yards. So I do like a ladder bet there. Um, also, D.D. Lamb, I think he's at 70 and a half on my book. What is, what is he on yours? He is 68 and a half. 68 and a half. I like the over on that as well. Um, he's hit that three out of four games head to head. CD Lamb has hit that over 100% of the time against the 49ers. I like that a yeah. lot. Yeah. Um, yeah, I see no reason why not. Uh, Ann McCaffrey is also only 31. Let's see what we got here. Receptions. Interesting. They do not have Ayuk receptions on there. That's okay. He's, he gets some big plays anyways. Um, C.D. Lamb over six and a half receptions is plus 120. Ah, uh, just depends on the game script for me. Probably one I would not do, but okay. Um, all right, what else you got for this game? Anything? Give me a Jake Ferguson over three and a half receptions. Okay. I feel yeah. like that's just weird enough of work. He had seven catches last week, five catches the week before. I think he's getting a little bit more love. So I do like that. Um, yeah, feel pretty good about that one. Okay. Um, I think that's all we got for that one. And last up, we got the Monday night game, Green Bay at Vegas. Minus one, Vegas is the favorite, uh, just barely. What do you got for it? Uh, Packers plus one and the over. Could not agree more. Yeah, Yeah, I like uh, Packers getting the point, you know, a point uh, and the over on that one. Two teams that are not great, but hopefully it'll be a fun game. It should be. I think uh, Jordan Love is pretty explosive on offense. I don't love saying that, but he's done pretty well. Like, if anything, he's looked good. It's kind of a slow starter, but then once he gets in a groove, he gets in a groove and he can't stop that train. So I do like Jordan Love. I feel like the Raiders' defense is not nearly as good as what he's gone up against the first four weeks. Correct. So I do feel like this will be a solid Jordan Love game. I like Romeo Dobbs over receiving yards. I feel like he's the main, he's his main guy at the end of the day. Yeah, Um, uh, we'll see. We're supposed to get Christian Watson um, healthy. Christian Watson was back last week. Yeah, but he wasn't really. Like, I think he's going to be more healthy this week. His over under is only thirty eight and a half. That's not crazy to me. I wouldn't hate it. No, it's not. Um, you know, uh, but yeah, I do like Romeo Dobbs. Last year's should have been offensive rookie of the year. <laughs> uh, Jalen um, Reed has a pretty low line as well. He's hit over that a hundred percent of the time this season so far. Uh, over yeah. thirty five and a half receiving yards. I don't mind taking that. I think that's a really good value play there. And I got it at minus 109. What do you have it at? 
Um, I have it at 35 and a half minus 113. Yeah, Not I that. would take that now before it moves up because it's definitely going to get some juice on there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. Um, cool. All right, anything else you got for this Sunday slate? And Monday. I no, guess. but I will bring up the breaking news because I do want your opinion on this since we're kind of Eskimo brothers now. Chase Claypool to the Dolphins. Why? I just don't understand why. <laughs> why? You needed a more personality on your offensive side of things. Is Chase Claypool just going to stand on our opponent's side sidelines and sulk and bring down the mood? Um, because that's his only talent that I can see. Um I don't think he's that good. Uh, and I don't know what he brings to this. I kind of already like our wide receivers. Why do we need Chase yeah, nothing, Claypool? Nothing drives me more fucking batshit crazy is when Chase Claypool jumps for a ball when he doesn't need to jump. And he does this weird, like, he puts his hands up to jump, then he realizes the ball's going to be at his chest, so he has to bring his hands down and basically near his crotch to catch it. He is probably one of the dumber receivers I've ever been around. Maybe the vibes are too good in the locker room and you need a vibe killer to level things out. Maybe that's what the Finns were doing. But it is only for a 2025 seventh round pick, so you're not really losing too much. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I just hate it. I don't want him. <laughs> I would trade him again in a heartbeat before he lands in Miami. But uh, I guess we'll see. Stranger things have happened. Um, okay. Well, I guess that's all we got for this episode. Thanks for tuning in. Make sure to like, follow, subscribe. Hit us up on the interwebs. Join our discords. And let us know how your bets are going. Uh, anything you got, Jordan? No, not really. Go go Horns. Go Rangers. Going to be a good weekend. Yes, great weekend of sports action. And we'll be back uh, early next week. Cool. Thank you, guys.